Hello, guys. Probus. <laughs> Same thing. I was gonna go, guys. <laughs> Welcome to, but it was aliens. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast brought to you by allegedly, truthfully, two of the greatest former MIBs to have ever been bestowed the title MIB. Your host for this week's probe is myself, Mr. Granny Moonwalker. And I'm joined by the foul-mouthed Kevin the Grey. You can't say that. Whoa! Chill, son. Howdy, howdy. I apologise, Probus. Kev is absolutely on one today. Are you just going to talk over You're going to control yourself. Every time I say something. Right. Now that he's calmed down, we're going to probe. We're going to take a look at a case in Ohio. I hi... I hi-o? Oh, oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Oh. That's tickled me more than it should. <laughs> Ohio is Ohio. not... <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Ohio... <laughs> is known for being the birthplace of rock and roll. Is it? Until researching this, I was not aware of that. Yeah, I I was. It is also the birthplace of Neil Armstrong. Alien. And to some, the king of basketball, LeBron James. Hmm. That's why I said to some. Jordan. Jordan. There are a lot of other things Ohio is famous for, but we'll touch on those if we ever come back to Ohio. <laughs> You're going to be saying Ohio a lot, aren't you? Ohio. Today, we're going to take a look at something else Ohio is known for, and that is a UFO chase. Chase? A goddamn UFO chase, not case. Goddamn! Oh, I may have misspelt that. I really hope you didn't. No, I did not. This <laughs> is a chase. A goddamn chase! It's April 17th. It is on. I was just trying to think of the lyrics in my head and I was like, I'm not sure they're correct. That's all you need. The heat is on. Once it's on, it's on. Doom, doom. It's April 17th, 1966, and two Portage County police officers were on the beat. By on the beat, I mean they were sitting in their car at the side of a country road. It was just after 5am. Wilbur, (laughs) Barney, Neff. That's, That's very Flintstones. Wilbur, Barney. What did you say? I, I was about to say, do you think that's why he's got the nickname Barney? But it's not because it's Wilma, isn't it? It's Wilma, yeah. Mm. But it does sound like it. Could Very be. Much so. Where would you get Barney from being called Wilbur? And what did you say the surname was? Neff. I thought you said Ness. Oh, Ness. So, Barney, 
and Dale's power noticed that there was an abandoned car ahead of them. Like good police officers, they went to investigate. You've, you've put a cartoon investigating there. I, I feel like I know what that is, but I've gone blank. I have no idea what it is. I literally just picked ah. investigate and just picked the first picture picked that came the up. the first clip art you saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that. I know that. I've probably done the same thing myself. Sorry, detective, not investigate. Just put detective and grabbed it. Well, that is someone investigating. We don't know that he's a detective. He may be independent. He's a detective. I see no badge. No police gear. Just a pipe in his mouth, a moustache and some pointy shoes. That's official detective gear. That's detective uniform. If if you've got a magnifying glass and nothing else, you're a detective. Uh, I think you also said moustache, pipe and pointy shoes. <laughs> I did. So there you go. You don't need anything else. That's all you need. <laughs> don't even need clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Naked from the waist down. I'm detecting. <laughs> do do be do do do. He looks like the person who chases the Pink Panther. That's where I recognise him from. So he does. Ha! Knew I knew him. Inside the car, they saw something that made them suspicious. Inside was an abundance of electronic equipment. On the side of the car was a logo of a triangle with a bolt of lightning through it along with the words, Seven Steps to Hell, below it. Possibly always concerning when you come across a car mentioning hell on the side of it. Indeed. Can you trust that person's driving? So, I'm going to let you in on something. I didn't put it in the case because it's not actually relevant to the case. But, when has that ever stopped us? But I searched Seven Steps to Hell... And a lot of German. Um, that is quite <laughs> quite a jump. Kind of um, military, and then there was also um, a American uniform saying, I think it was U.S. Army or Navy Seventh, like Battalion, and then it said Seven Steps to Hell, something like that, along those lines. Okay, so we could have a military type of individual. And I was like, I might probe this at another day. Do you reckon that battalion... Remember the phrase, seven steps to hell. Do you reckon that seventh battalion went to hell in seven steps? Step one. <laughs> Gather equipment. Step two. Step seven. <laughs> We're in, in hell. In hell. Upon noticing this, they started to hear an electrical hum sound behind them. Just like that. Following a moment of confusion, followed a moment of utter disbelief. Jaw-dropping disbelief. In front of their very eyes, a strange craft was moving towards them and then stopped above them. There was zero sound to be heard apart from the humming sound. The craft was described as being 50 feet across and 20 foot in height. This craft was saucer-like in nature with a dome on the top with something akin to an antenna. So you've told me that a UFO chase is coming up. The These... heat is on. 
<laughs> These officers have got out of their vehicle and are investigating on foot. This could be the quickest UFO chase in history unless that UFO is a real dick. <laughs> it's just keeping just behind them to keep them running. That would be hilarious. And it could also happen. But not here. Interesting that the craft is not silent. Why is that interesting? We also don't know where this electrical hum came from. Could have been the equipment within the vehicle. Could have been step two on the seven steps to hell. Could have been. Was it steps? It was, yeah, yeah. seven steps to hell. Down the heavy metal highway. Both officers were in sync. Like... They're in They're in <clears throat> sync. <laughs> hope that's an NSYNC song. I don't know. <laughs> I like, name some Timberlake. Like N-Synchronized Swimmers. N-Synchronized <laughs> <laughs> Swimmers doing the dance moves in the water. <laughs> Relay runners or like two little evil twins talking to you in unison. That's how N-Sync these officers were. <laughs> I really wish I put a picture of N-Sync in here now. <laughs> and with with who? Without looking at each other, without saying a word, they both sprinted back to their squad car. Oh no, it's aliens, guys. Spower radio dispatch and was given orders that most wouldn't expect. But these are officers of the law and they were told to follow it if it moved. And they said, nah, I'm going home, guys. <laughs> and that is what the object did. It started to move east. Guys. <laughs> Gerald Bouchette, who was the chief of police in Portage County, was on patrol when he heard the radio comms. He pulled a Yui and headed straight home. Pulled a Yui. To get his camera. He went home, guys. <laughs> <laughs> He burst through the door and woke his wife up, telling her to come outside. His wife was pissed. Guys. She was in the middle of a damn good dream. About God. But she still went outside anyway, and it wasn't long before she was staring up at the saucer-shaped object in the sky. So sorry, was it the police officer's wife? I've gone blank. This was the chief of police officer's yeah. wife. Gerald was wise when he dashed home to get his camera as he was able to snap a picture of the object overhead. Awesome. Ah, and we have that picture. Well, we have a picture. We don't know <laughs> if it's from Gerald. I like how you've slid it in straight after you mentioned <laughs> that Gerald's taken a picture to make me assume that that's the picture, when actually you've got no idea, have you? So this is the picture that came up with the case. Yeah. But yeah. every time you tried to search his picture... Specifically, you couldn't get it. Okay, so... But this would come up, but there's to... no way to know if this was actually it. Yeah. Or they yeah. used another one to, like, describe what was seen. On the note of describing, to describe the picture, if you've ever played a the Legend of Zelda game, particularly a Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time... Best Zelda game ever. To a lesser extent, Tears of the Kingdom... If you were to look out on the world map towards Death Mountain, 
this photo basically looks like death mounting. You've got a silhouette of a mountain in the background with a ring around the top. Very Hyrule-esque. That looks like a ring rather than a saucer to be <laughs> brutal. And it's also very, very grainy and hard to make out. It's literally a silhouette with another silhouette around it. Did you say Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda? Yes. I'm not going to argue with you on that. Good. But I'm not sure I share your opinion anymore. Then we can't be friends. <laughs> I'm going home. Yes. I often debate the my preference of Zelda's between Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, which is the one I've played through the most times. I've probably played through that double figures over my life, whereas I haven't with any of the others. Damn. Breath of the Wild, just because I was completely lost in it. And now Tears of the Kingdom, though I'm only a little bit of the way through. But I think I might now be inclined. Ah, oh, see, it's so hard because all the memories are attached to Ocarina and all the wonderful music. Mm-hmm. But as a purely joyous experience, I was lost in Breath of the Wild. So I'm inclined to put that top and then debate it out between A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time for number two and three. But Tears of the Kingdom may well go above all the once I finished it. I enjoyed Breath of the Wild. Oh, I am enjoying what I've played so far of Tears of the Kingdom. I haven't really played too much. Just I haven't had time. But mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time... How many times have you played Ocarina of Time? Oh, fuck knows. You've done it to completion that many times? Mm. Damn. I'm really debating just paying for that fucking Nintendo Online, whatever it is, just so I can so play through it again. I have still got a 3DS, which I purchased solely to play Pokemon and Zelda. And I've... Before Tears of the Kingdom came out, I've started playing through Majorca's Mask. Majorca's Mask, however you say it, I've never really been sure. Mm. But that is really, really interesting. I just don't like the rewinding time concept on it. And that puts me off. But the game itself is probably superior in many ways. It's got a real focus on side quests and they're just really dark. Like at one point you're helping a skeleton hand and I couldn't tell whether he needed tissue paper to shit and wipe because he hasn't got a bum or for other purposes <laughs> and it's really not clear you're basically you could be helping a skeleton to jack it <laughs> some of the quests are real dark but um, the, the the graphics have had a slight tidy up on the 3ds and the controls are a little bit smoother with like quality of life improvements yeah so it may be worth if you're interested in it going that route I'm I'm not a fan of games that previously haven't, but all of a sudden then force you to play with a time mechanic. Or is there something that... Ocarina uh, of Time has the biggest time mechanic <coughs> in the history of games. <laughs> in, uh, in terms of... So take, for example, Final Fantasy. Which one? Or in general, any of them, right? In general, you're you generally go around at your own pace. If you want to go off and do side quests, you go off and do side quests. It doesn't yes matter. and no, because a lot of the side quests are scaled to different levels, so you can't. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you're on a linear path to an extent, but if you want to take five hours to sit in a field and just battle enemies to level up you can take five hours to sit in a field and level up 
Um, the Final Fantasy XIII series had three games. So you had thirteen, thirteen two, and then thirteen three, which was yeah, Lightning Returns. By that point, I couldn't play Lightning Returns simply because of the time mechanic, and it was annoying me. Because you have to do things by a certain time, and I just want to be able to go off and do whatever the epic yeah, want. freedom breath of the wild style so yeah i stopped playing however new final fantasy comes out end of june i will be booking time off work for that see when breath of the wild came out i was at a point in life where i had more free time than i probably ever will again and i could just blitz it and i got completely lost in it good times I think the, the only time the sense of continual discovery I will have that amount of free time again is if I win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> because I would then just quit the GP referral stuff, stick with the personal training, mm-hmm. do that, do this, yeah, and game. Yeah. I'd do exactly that but without the personal training. <laughs> Majorca, Majorca's mask also has aliens in it. That it does. I think we should, speaking of aliens, I think we should get back to this case. And this is probably <laughs> that, that the longest tangent segue. ever. I'm a grown ass man who loves Zelda. My next tattoo is a Zelda one. As dawn began to break. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that and move on without confirming. I'm going to get the Triforce on my hand. Okay. Like Ganon. I was going to say, which, are you going to have one of them filled in? And if so, which one? <laughs> Triforce of power, son. <laughs> I'd go wisdom, except for the fact it's Zelda. <laughs> when you look at me, do you see power or wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> when you look at me, do you see power or courage? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Guess I'm Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) As dawn began to break, Spower and Barney were still following the object. They drove down Route 224, and it was roughly 300 to 500 feet high in the sky, like a pigskin thrown a quarter mile. (laughs) Don't start yourself off. The ground beneath, as the object moved across the sky, was illuminated within a white glow. Then out of nowhere, the craft shot across to the other side of the car and had picked up speed. It was now clear to them to see that the object was metallic. Other police officers listening in started to make their way towards Sparrow and Barney to help with the chase. Wayne Houston was an officer at the East Palestine Department and he was listening in too, but he was ahead of them so he patiently waited for them to pass. He was waiting for the car to pass, but before seeing the car, it was the craft that he had spotted. And then Spower and Barney came hurtling into view. Houston slammed his foot on the gas and gave chase. Houston, we have a problem. Told you it was a chase. (laughs) They continued this until they started to approach Conway, Pennsylvania. But after giving chase for so long, they started to run out of gas. But luckily, almost by the grace of God, there was a service station nearby for them to stop at. 
thank the Lord. All thanks to a Penn State police cruiser, which was what drew Spower's attention to the service station. The officer in the cruiser was Frank Panzanella, and he also saw the craft. He got onto the radio as the other officers approached him. As he did, all four of them could hear that the Air Force had been ordered to scramble jets to follow. They looked up to notice that the craft was no longer moving. It was just sat there in the air. And then in the distance, they noticed the jets incoming. The craft then began to ascend into the sky before disappearing completely. Right. Do we have radar data at any point in this case? No! If the Air Force was scrambled, there must be data out there to lead to that decision. No! (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. I just want to say it again. No, no. Well, if if the information isn't out there... But this did happen, that would make me suspicious as to why they haven't put the data out there if it wasn't something to be suspicious about. Sorry. Also, this craft, sorry, was flying, did you say, was it three to five hundred metres above the ground or something? Foot. Foot, sorry. That's a crikey. That's really, really low mm-hmm. for a craft that's up to 50 foot in length. I think you said earlier. Yes, I did. You would not see an aeroplane going that low to the ground other than at takeoff and landing at which point it's hard to avoid science no they've got to either have real confidence in their advanced technology or this fool is crazy to be flying that close to the ground i've never really thought about that in cases before but that is bonkers isn't it what how low they can fly when when one goes really really low yeah. Hmm. But then, I suppose, the planes not fly that low just due to a safety Well, that's what I mean. Aspect. These pilots must be borderline suicidal. Unless well, they're, they're not... they're the Vin Diesels of their Ooh. world. <laughs> <laughs> they're ev- I was going to go for The Rock, but you've either got someone like The Rock pilot and all of these basically an action movie as it's happening or there are not organic creatures in the crafts they're either drones or they've got to the point where they can insert their consciousness into things and so they're in effect invincible forever therefore they've lost their fear which is a dangerous place to be we mentioned the rock and vin diesel you recently saw the most recent film i did Jump the shark. This, this is not an advert. Well, clearly. But <laughs> <laughs> anyone out there, go and see Fast X. Hasn't that been universally panned? It's a fucking awful film. But Jason Momoa is gold. I love gold. Absolute gold. <laughs> Just go and see it for him. I'm assuming he plays a bad guy. Yes, he does. I literally sat there and... Every time he wasn't on this on the screen, I was like, "This film's shit." And then every time he come on, I was like, "This film's just picked up." Throwing the popcorn in the air, hey! 
Then clapping. Our, then our popcorn stars in 4DX. I think they got thrown out the chair a few times. What sort of 4DX were you in? The chairs barely moved last time I went. They've ramped them up. <laughs> They're insane. Are you sure you didn't actually just go on a roller coaster? It's really windy here. A roller coaster would have just been tame. <laughs> I'm going to our local cinema. Trust me, I don't, they have literally it's just ramped upgraded. the chairs up. Madness. But yeah, Jason Momoa is gold. Gold. The rest of the film shit. That ship that's been seen in the sky during this case is actually one of those chairs we're in a cinema. <laughs> Rock so hard. <laughs> it's just flown. So after this event, it would become clear to those that witnessed and chased this object that something was being hidden. Spau would, re- it. <laughs> would receive a phone call from Major Quintanilla, who was representing the Air Force in this investigation. The first thing he said was, Tell me about the mirage that you saw. Guys. Mirage? Hmm. If that's not red flag energy, I don't know what is, son. That is a very leading question, isn't it? Tell me about the mirage you saw. Indeed. Not tell me about the thing that you saw, leaving it open-ended. That would not pl- pass. That would not pass a police interview. Thrown out in court. It was then suggested to Spower that the incident only lasted several minutes. Spower refused to sign the altered testimony. Oh, balls. And this forced Congress to act, and it was pressure from Congress that forced Quintanilla to make his way to the site of the incident and interview the offers both personally and professionally. Hmm. Official accounts state that the officers chased a low-flying satellite and then that they began to chase the planet Venus. So if the planet Venus was being followed by the police officers, then it's a good question to ask what the jets followed. What did the jets follow? What jets? (laughs) What? In the official report, the Air Force deny (laughs) any jets were scrambled on the night in question. You really, really had to lead me there. (laughs) I I got caught up because once you mentioned this went to Congress, that made me really suspicious. There's no way something this potentially sensitive gets to Congress. Boucher was also asked not to release the photograph that he'd taken. But lo and behold, others had already seen it. The Cleveland Plain Dealer had seen it and also acknowledged its existence. The Cleveland Plain Dealer? I think it's just the name of their local newspaper or something. They went to the press and Congress. So NICAP compiled a report of the incident passed it on to the condom committee hey. to follow up or make a conclusion but there was zero reference to this in the report okay 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 lots of covering up going on which leads me to find things more credible often however i do have to say that once as i said once congress got involved i was thinking hold on if there's a cover-up going on, that doesn't get to Congress because shit's getting out at that point. It's all behind closed doors, cigar-smoking men in suits, Mulder and Scully. Us. <laughs> we, 
also, we, I feel like we used to say when we had a police officer that was witnessing something, oh, it's a really credible witness. I think if you looked at it now, we've probably covered more cases where the witnesses are police officers than anything else. Why is there always a police officer involved? Not a clue, but it is a common occurrence now. Hmm. Because the witnesses we have here are officers of the law, many believe this incident to be credible. (laughs) (laughs) So it blew up. People all over the US and also media outlets believed it and wanted to know what they saw. Hmm. They tailed a saucer 86 miles. Mr. Moonwalker is showing me some newspaper clippings here, with that being the headline. There's a write-up that's very hard to read, so I won't even try, of the case, alongside a silhouette of three police officers. The one in the middle looks like a Mountie. Yeah, a little bit. Or the, um, was it the Black Hat Man from, oh, I can't even remember the name of the bloody TV show. Quite a recent show where, uh, Westworld. Where artificial intelligence is starting to take over gradually. Yeah, first couple of seasons were good, but it trailed off for me, but each to their own. Anyway. So Bashir, being the chief of police, had a phone at home which was for work purposes only. A direct line to him if needed. Somehow, many others got hold of this number, and for several days, this phone was constantly ringing both day and night. It's like the bat phone. <clears throat> Commissioner Gordon up in his biatch. <laughs> to the Batmobile. Let's go. Not only was the phone ringing, but people were turning up at his house to get answers. Ring, ring. Hello. Who is it? You called me. Who is it? Damn, Batman. Bouchette, finally. How get- did you know? <laughs> You're the only person with his number, Bats. <laughs> Swear to me! Going home, guys. <laughs> Bichette finally gave in and decided to hand his negatives of the picture to Quintanilla. This would be something he would ultimately regret. Mistake! Bouchard decided to ask Major Q about the object being Venus. Ground control to Major Q. I asked the Major if it was the planet Venus, then how come it moved up and down and side to side. I at one time kept the wires from the telephone pole in view, and the object did go below the wires and then above them. The wires were not moving. I was advised by the Major that this was due to atmospheric conditions. Most likely. See now, how stupid do they think that the witnesses are? To say they saw a satellite and then Venus. A satellite does not come down to the ground 500 metres or whatever it is. 50 foot, 500 foot, 500 metres above the ground. Then shoot back up and then disappear. Nor does Venus, nor does a combination of the two. Venus is very slow moving in the sky if you watch it at night. And it's pretty, pretty high up, really. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, a satellite would hit the ground if it is coming down. It's not just going to shoot across and just stay going across. And most of them burn up in the atmosphere or would go into water, I would assume. 
if a satellite is coming down in the middle of the road. <laughs> Shit is going down. People are evacuating because that's going to cause some damage. Whilst Bashir didn't speak too often about the case, he did decide to keep up to date on it. So he would collect any article he found on it and kept it in a scrapbook. Good man. Six months after the incident, someone asked him about the case and he told them, I'd rather not talk about it. He got old. (laughs) Shit, he's not old, is he? I'd rather not talk about it. It's something that should be forgotten and left alone. I saw something, but I don't know what it was. Should have stuck with the old voice. (laughs) Bashirt continued on as a police chief for another 20 years until his unfortunate passing in 1986 from a brain aneurysm. Okay, I don't want to be insensitive here. Is there any possibility that that brain aneurysm was associated with radiation from a potential UFO sighting 20 years earlier? Who's to say? Not me. He Was he still working at the point where this happened? And if yes. so, I assume he would have been below retirement age. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have the date as to when he was born or... Well, they wouldn't have been a police chief at the age of 20. You never know. Might have been the only person that went for the job. Was the previous police police chief's son. (laughs) Spower didn't suffer alone. For him, those close to him also suffered. He received more attention than the others, along with the public questioning of his credibility within the report. Spower would eventually be arrested on battery charges after violently shaking his wife. She would go on to divorce him after he began to decline. Oh no. He handed oh. in He handed in his badge and his weapon, and he blames everything on that one night. If I could change all that I have done in my life, I would change just one thing. Shaking the wife. And that would be the night we chased that damn thing. That saucer. Well that's the wrong thing to change there, isn't it? Horrendous that he shaked the wife. When you said that she divorced him after he began to decline, are you talking about he's in his mental health presentation? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I thought she sh- probably kind of, should have... I was about to say not just in his mental health, but in his overall... Presentation. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's harsh to say, but sometimes there's only so much someone can take. Well, she should have got out the moment that he started battering, really. Well, I say battering, battery... Violently shaken, she should have been gone at that point, bless her. No one should stand for that. His ex-wife would claim that after that night something happened to him, that he was different, would act strange and nervous, and would disappear for several days at a time. Oh, they got him! (laughs) So that aneurysm, could that be associated with a Different person. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck (laughs) Continue The same could almost be said for Barney Who would refuse to talk about it His wife claims that she never wants to see him like he was that night Naked She describes him as being real white Like in a state of shock People would make fun of him And he told her that if it had landed in his backyard he wouldn't tell a soul. Neither would Kev. 
tell you what I would do. I'd try and take a photo. If I got the photo, free game, baby. I'm telling everyone. If I didn't get the photo, plus some video, I ain't telling shit to anybody. <laughs> Nip. So if you didn't get photos or video of something landing in your backyard, you would... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thinking back to the giant wolf in my back garden that I didn't get any evidence of, but my partner has since seen it too. Hmm, maybe I would tell people and be ridiculed. The alpha fox in Kev's garden. It wasn't a fox, it was a wolf. <laughs> Foxes do not get three times the size of a fox. See foxes down this road all the time. That was too big to be a fox. <laughs> Truly too big. <laughs> I could have rode it to work. You should tame it. I wouldn't get near it. F that. Houston quit the force and moved away. He also changed his name and became a bus driver. Now, I myself can't see these being the actions of men who chased a planet. So what exactly is the government covering up? Good question. Now, this is the part of the probe where we turn to science and scepticism. Science! The science here is within the planet chasing. Would it be possible to chase a planet? It could be. And Major Q also gave us an explanation for the object moving up and down as atmospheric conditions. But we also have the fact that one of the offers was stationary as the craft, along with Spower and Barney, gave chase. So, checkmate made a cue. But, one question. Why did nobody but these officers see this event? Uh, is that hypothetical, or are you expecting well, me to speculate there? <laughs> yes. Why was there no public, no Joe Schmo? That is a... F- thoroughly good question to which i don't have a clear answer they chased this thing for 86 was miles everyone and nobody else saw it was everyone in that 86 mile radius asleep it's or 5am were the officers using some form of substance such as alcohol or lsd baby it's a lot of officers to be and using. once one said something the rest all started experiencing it too or did they see experimental military tech that was pissing around with just them as part of a military experiment? Or were these officers members of a liars club, which we've covered on the show previously? That we have. Where you get a group of five to ten people and they try to fool their local towns, one-upping each other with the most elaborate lie. Or perhaps a shared lie. Now that I think about it, that's my favourite. Yeah, let's go that one. <laughs> so, Liars Club. So, to summarise, we well, have... You, you, you did not going to explain? No. Wow. I don't know why we didn't. Oh. Hi. It's just a question to the sceptics. So, to summarise, we have the case of the portage... Oh, hi. Oh, chase. <laughs> Where two... Chase op- case. <laughs> the case of the chase. Where two officers gave chase... To a UFO. 
Upon hearing the radio comms, the chief of police goes home to get his camera, manages to take a picture of it in the sky. Whilst the chase is going on, other officers are listening in and also join the chase. They come to a point where Spower and Barney run out of gas right near a service station. They see another officer there who gets onto the radio to overhear that jets have been scrambled. The craft at this point had come to a standstill and as the jets started coming into view, the craft ascended and disappeared. We heard afterwards how the Air Force were quick to dismiss this and wanted it swept under the rug, with Major Q being tasked with doing so. We heard how those involved had suffered after the event, with one getting arrested and some leaving the force completely, moving and also changing their name. So, Greybeard, do you side with Major Q here, or do you believe that these men, these officers of the law, the lower, sower, a flying salsa? <laughs> they could have also been embarrassed about the story they came up with for a laugh when they started getting ridiculed for it and left for that reason. I was on board with this one until you mentioned about Congress. And then you pointed out at the end, which hadn't even occurred to me, that only the police officers saw this. Where are the... Although the powers that be could have covered up the public records, I suppose, but then those records may have been made to the police or the media straight away. So it's surprising that they wouldn't get out there. Ergo, I'm siding with Major Q in away i don't i'm not saying that it was aliens but i don't agree with the explanation of venus either that strikes me as over simplistic in nature i think it's more likely they came up with some bullshit 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 okay now if this was just the first two officers i would call this bullshit straight away oh really i would believe that i was more in at that point <laughs> they'd used it as an excuse to get out of something or they were bored whilst on patrol it's five o'clock in the morning no one wants to do that shift they were having well, a doobie i mean for me that's a that's fine but it's not really a great shift if you're a police officer I would assume you're just at the side of the road, just sitting there. Maybe they were doing things that they shouldn't be doing and need an excuse to get away with or an excuse for their wife or their police chief. Who knows? But because we have the other officers that were in other areas, that now question brings me to question, what were they following? Now, I don't know if there are any military bases nearby but i believe that they were possibly just chasing military tech and major mm -hmm. q is just trying to sweep it under the rug hush to it up hush it up hush that military tech up yeah because yeah if it was just the two of them i can easily say yeah they didn't really see anything mm -hmm. i think they're trying to just make excuses or they're bored but because there's four of them from different ones i think this is military tech yeah. and 
then the ridicule and everything afterwards un has unfortunately made them spiral. But we know the uh, military doesn't care about that. No, that that is something that we've seen before as well with people coming out with their accounts and then spiraling even in life-ending circumstances at times. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it's not aliens. Thank you for joining us for this week's probe. If you're intrigued by ghosts, dick, reincarnations, dick, vampires, and or dick, check out our Patreon on patreon.com forward slash puddles aliens. There's a lot of dick there. And... I must reiterate, it's not ours, it's Rasputin's. I was going to say, you're making it sound like some <laughs> real adult content there. <laughs> We're just probing dick. Our other socials are Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast, Facebook at But It Was Aliens, and we also have our Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers. There you will find like-minded souls and mummy memes. <laughs> and last but not least, we are also... What is it about the mummy memes? How did that become a thing? I I have no idea. <laughs> Brendan Fraser's mummy. <laughs> Send us the memes. And that is it from us today. As always, I've been the moon the moon of walker. <laughs> You've been the moon of walks. <laughs> if you're out on a walk and you see a butchie, you know who it is. The walker of moons, and he has been the grey one. Remember, the truth is up there. Hash tag Brother. I'm going home guys <laughs>